of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. This is your one-stop shop for all things common sense and conservative. It is a a fantastic and delicious uh, combination that you don't get anywhere else, and we're delighted to do this every single day. Look, I come to you as a mom. I share this with you every single day, how I look at this show, how I look at this country, how I look at all of the quote-unquote news, which is really just propaganda, we have to do with that 30,000-foot view. Because if you're down in the trenches and you're throwing rocks and, you're, and you're, you know, you're picking sides all the time, we lose the big picture. We've got a lot of big picture for you today. And it's fantastic. I'm super excited for the program. Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, Wendy Bell Radio Network app if you want to watch along. If you have to jet out and do something to get you away from the show, remember, Wendy Bell Radio Podcast. Give us a like, follow, share, five-star review. Just thank you for being here. We appreciate it more than you know. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, we got a lot to talk about. We got at noon today, if I'm not mistaken, we've got the speaker vote for Jim Jordan. Will he be the next speaker of the House? We're going to talk about that. But I want to start, and I hope you will oblige me. I do not know how it will come out because, to be brutally honest... I am a ball of nerves and emotions and feelings, and you guys have been on the same path that I'm about to share with you. It's going to make sense. Last night, I had one of the most necessary and enjoyable experiences of my life, and it was at senior night for our high school soccer team. The middle of my five sons, number three, Ryan, is a senior. This is his varsity year, his last game. His twin brothers, who are sophomores, playing JV, there in this beautiful night, little cold, little windy, crisp air, the perfect time to run around and be a teenager. This is my third senior night in high school. And it was exciting to be able to line up with the other parents 
Meet Ryan in the middle of the field. Him give me flowers and a kiss. And take that photo with our whole family, save for one, our second son, who's in California in college. And from there, it was a wave of emotion that reaffirmed to me my faith in the next generation. My faith that this very difficult age group that so many of us are trying to raise together in an age of war and corruption and social media pressures and just the obviousness of growing up and all the awkwardness, the decisions and the bad decisions that come with it. Last night on a soccer field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I experienced something that taught me a lesson. It's been a hell of a, of a soccer season, my friends. Ryan knew when he went away to, to summer camp to be a counselor in Ohio all summer, he was going to be missing those suggested, though kind of mandatory summertime lift sessions in the gym, the workout sessions on the field. And he had said to his coach, look, I really want to be a part of this varsity team, but I need you to know I have a summer job. I'm not going to be here. But when I come back, I'm going to work my hardest. And I'm going to make that team and I'm going to make you proud. And so when the school year started and he tried out for the team, it was just probably by the skin of his teeth that he made it. He hadn't been there, right? He and about 11 other seniors made the team. Unbeknownst to them, as they traveled and played opponents from local schools, they traveled out of the area into the suburbs they traveled even two hours away on the Pennsylvania Turnpike to battle a team in high school there. Ryan and the seniors on the team had no idea that they would never be put into a game. 19 games. Ryan played two minutes. It was a difficult season to sit there and to watch sophomores juniors play the varsity game that the seniors usually play and the boys sat there every single game through every single half and celebrated not just the jv team but their varsity teammates who were also on the jv team and it was difficult and i think the moment that was the toughest was that the only time my son Ryan's varsity jersey was worn on a home game was when Ryan took it off to give to his little brother Bobby who was being called up to play. Now to tell you how I feel inside about this, I don't have to. You guys know it. Ryan smiled the whole season. He made it to the practices. He encouraged his team. He celebrated his little brothers who played when he did not. And he said, Mom, I get it. I'm not as good as they are. It's just embarrassing. And it's not that much fun. But it's temporary. We'll figure it out. And up to his room he would go to do his homework or whatnot. Last night, those senior boys didn't just play the game, they started. They started and they never stopped. I have never seen 
that many kids collectively and individually work so hard with so much energy and so much joy, their one and only game for the entire season would be their last. They weren't playing for the win, though they got it. With a goal eight seconds in and a magic on that pitch, the likes of which I'm not so sure I can properly describe. And the JV team, including Ryan's little brothers, celebrated on the sidelines, repaying what their varsity brothers had done for them through the entire season. Unwavering, unflinching, undemanding team spirit. There were a few things I would have loved to have said to that coach. But it's my son's life. It's my son's game. It's my son's play. And he smiled to the very end and showed me a grace and a kindness and a spirit that I wasn't just hungry for, I was starving for. The celebration after the final second of a seven to two victory, a drubbing, if you will, as all the seniors joined in a group hug, jumping up and down, capturing the moment as though they had just won the Stanley Cup. And the first two people off the bench, racing to the center of the field, were my twins to celebrate their big brother. It was outstanding. Look, there are gonna be many ways that we feel as though we are divided, we are different, we have different cultures and different belief systems, but our hearts beat the same. We love the same. We care the same. We want the same things. And if anything, that this game, this roller coaster that we've been on these last several years, if it's taught us anything, it's that we are not defeatable when we are together, when we join in what is right, not making excuses, not getting angry, though it's hard, trust me, I know. How is it possible that 12 young men who sat together for 19 games, finally would get in together, have every reason to be angry and spiteful, but instead had joy and passion and teamwork. I have to say my soul needed that last night. It's difficult to break down all that is so wrong in this world. For a sliver of time, this mother's heart took the bread and soaked up the gravy of all that was right. We can't ever lose sight of that because there's an awful lot that is. In the ultimate pivot, 
Now I'm going to have to drop some Janet Yellen sound on you. <laughs> I know it seems so cruel, doesn't it? I, I have to pivot because we have to talk about some of the total crazy that's going on out there. Did you guys know that while you're struggling and while your family's finances are going in the crapper, Janet Yellen says there's enough money in the tank here in America to support both Ukraine and Israel in dueling wars. It's true. You just don't know about it. You will moments away on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Don't go anywhere. There's just so much squabbling nonsense going on. I think what's exciting, though, and if, if last night, if watching this beautiful senior night, watching the coach sitting there saying, well, maybe I should have played these guys once, right? It was delicious in every way. Like, every sense I had was like, Bzzz. so great. I feel this way in, in many similar forms when I hear people are calling Congress and are literally flooding the switchboards of the United States Capitol, saying, we we want Jim Jordan. Stop telling us that 96% of Congress wanted Kevin McCarthy when 96% now want Jim Jordan. And so do we. So we're going to talk about the plays that's going on, who's done what. We've had a couple people who are undecided jump over on the Jordan chain. I think this is so vital. This is the story of the day. And of course, we will cover all of it for you. But I have to laugh when they think that we don't know that war is the number one most reliable, historically speaking, money-making operation, which completely destroys all the little guys. Not just in casualties, not just in the death toll, not just in the the maimed, but in the complete cataclysmic loss of property, uh, of history, of culture, just smashed all out of obliteration, right? Janet Yellen decides to say yesterday that she believes, you know what, we can do this. We've got more than enough money to support all of these people around the world while, by the way, also supporting millions of migrants who've come across our border, come across our border because Joe Biden wants us to pay for their health care, wants us to pay for them all to have IDs. I thought that was so racist. What happened to that? Where's Kamala Harris when you need a little fact checking, right? Free education and now like zero or low interest loans to start businesses and to maybe pay back their smuggler who brought them here. Right. This is Janet Yellen saying, you know what? We got it. I've done the X's and O's. This is a great time for us to invest in wars in separate places on the planet. Go. What this all means. Paul Tudor Jones, the famed investor, was on CNBC this week and he said this is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War Two with debt to GDP at 122 percent. Can, can America, can the West afford another war at this time? I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. And look, the American economy is doing extremely well. Good Lord. Good freaking Lord. I've got 33 trillion reasons why what Janet Yellen is saying is indefensible. It is not supportable. If we ran our lives 
even remotely as irresponsibly money-wise as these people in Congress and the administration do, we would be bankrupt. We would be kicked out of our homes. We would be foreclosed upon. Our cars would be repossessed. You would be homeless. And you'd be watching, as people in Chicago are watching, migrants from places in 140 different countries being bussed and flown into the interior of the United States, being treated in an extra special way. All the while, you and they and I and all of our cities pay for it. This is not a complicated conversation to have. You're either for more debt. You're either for being conned by the global elitists whose goal is to destroy you and get rich at the same time. It's the ultimate one-two punch, right? Put you in the poorhouse and be fat on the hog, high on the hog the whole time. That's the goal, right? It's not hard to see what the play is. And then on the other side, you have people who are being widely criticized, called extreme, right? For saying, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. We got to figure out what's going on here because the way it's been for the last 30 years isn't working. I personally don't want to give to my children bankruptcy and then say, you know what? You probably don't want to have kids because they're going to have a worse life economically than you. Do all these people out there clutching their pearls about Oh my gosh, Jim Jordan would be such an extreme speaker of the house. They pay bills too, right? All of you who support that, who are down with Democrat policies of suck, of pushing spending to the limits, of hiding where the money's going, of lying to Congress and to, to oversight, all the while propping up a president, allegedly, who's enriched himself through his crime family syndicate to the tune of a minimum $20 million, and we're supposed to pay for all of this? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, we are not. And that is why what is coming up next on the program is very exciting. It is the great American pushback. This comes to a point where you say, you either are for us, Congress, you either represent us, or you represent you and what's been promised to you in the Beltway bubble in which you guys all oscillate. You either listen to us and you vote for Jim Jordan on a live roll call vote on the House floor for all of America to see. And then millions of Americans watch or you try to you try to downplay it. You try to slow walk it. You try to kick the can, try to do secret vote. And we will absolutely revolt. Don't try us. What happened in Congress yesterday? That is absolutely grassroots gold. Don't miss it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So to put this in perspective, the lies that they've tried to perpetrate, perpetuate, excuse me, the lies that they've been spreading constantly, 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 they're not working. They know they're not working. There is a limited time window to cash in as much as possible. There is a reason why certain people in the Republican Party, 
in the House of Representatives do not want Jim Jordan to be the Speaker of the House because he represents the values that you and I share. It's not going to be fat cat spending all the time anymore. He'll have to compromise for sure. But he's about what we're about. Fiscal responsibility, telling the truth, law and order, securing the borders, passing measures that are individually contemplated and debated on the floor. Don't kick the can down the road. Don't try to push an omnibus. Enough is enough. And it's trickling through to the masses. This is big and it's one of those quiet, shh. Thefederalist.com poll. Nearly 7 in 10 Americans understand Biden's role in family biz is illegal or at least unethical. I have never. There's no proof of that. How many times did they unleash these lies? All of the minions in the Democratic Party, all of the people connected in the media, all of the people in the administration trying to sow the same crappy story that has not been able to take root because everybody knows what's going on. This is what happens when doggedly day after day programs such as this drop information on you. Is it overwhelming? Does it feel drowning? Yes, it does. Which is why I needed that story last night to remind me what we're doing. We do what we do so we can enjoy those special moments with the people that we love without being in fear of danger or destitution or another pandemic or a government that hates us. This is fundamentally what we are fighting back against. For seven in 10 Americans, Democrats included, to say, of course, yes, I believe he's unethical. Yes, I believe he's connected. Yes, I believe at the very least he's dirty. Stop trying to lie to us. That is why. This is a very exciting thing. And I want to read to you this tweet. Benny Johnson tweeted this, and I love Benny Johnson. I love following him. This was last night, so it's been updated, and we're going to get those updates. This is what he tweeted, important. Representatives from these states are currently preventing Jim Jordan from becoming speaker. Most of these are red states that Donald Trump won in 2020. I don't think a single Republican from these states opposes a Jim Jordan speakership. Members of Congress should represent the views of their constituents. If you are from these states, call your representative and tell them how you feel. And then he lists them. Well, who are these people who are holding out? Several have since changed their minds. Several have since understood from the pressure from their constituents and others, we ain't going to vote you back. You do what we want. Start doing it. Nebraska, Don Bacon. He's since changed his mind. No, I get, no, he's not. He's still on the fence. Oklahoma, Frank Lucas, Tom Cole, Florida, John Rutherford, Vern Buchanan, Mario Diaz-Ballart, Carlos Jimenez, Georgia, Drew Ferguson, Virginia, Rob Whitman, Arkansas, Steve Womack, and Idaho, Mike Simpson. Who's come around since then? Well, I can tell you, Vern Buchanan now says he's going to vote for Jim Jordan. Ken Calvert, he's going to vote for Jim Jordan. Drew Ferguson, all right? John Rutherford, I believe. You're going to start seeing appealing away of these men and women 
who have finally gotten the pressure from the constituents. What kind of pressure? How about this headline? Thousands flood congressional phone lines demanding Jim Jordan for speaker. They are literally melting the phone lines. This is the Gateway Pundit. A resurgence of citizen activism is making waves on Capitol Hill. Conservatives across the United States are rallying behind Representative Jim Jordan as he vies for the position of Speaker of the House. These conservatives are melting phone lines. This is the report. With calls to GOP members of Congress urging them to put an end to these internal divisions and to unite behind Jordan. I haven't seen anything like this in years, one top House GOP aide said. They are literally melting the phone lines. Some offices' numbers are permanently busy. Thousands and thousands of people are calling their members of Congress demanding Jim Jordan for speaker. This is fantastic. This is what needs to happen. Now, Jordan, no stranger to grassroots activism. We know this as the founding chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. He has been at the forefront of issues that resonate with we, the Republican base. His commitment to conservative principles has made him a natural choice for many who wish to see a more unified and effective GOP in Congress. This grassroots pressure has been so intense that even previous critics within the GOP have started to endorse Jordan. Representative Mike Rogers of Alabama, the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, was among the first to change his stance after his office was flooded with phone calls. This is Bud Lighting, guys. In a different way, but same effect. You have a vote. You use your money in highly effective ways. You think you're just you, and you are. But you've got an army of people behind you who are doing the exact same thing you are. And it might take days or weeks or even months to see the effects of your activism. But you're doing it. Rogers was willing to make a deal with Democrats rather than vote with Jordan originally. He said this. I've decided to support Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House on the floor, he wrote Monday. Other holdouts? including Representatives Ken Calvert, Ann Wagner, Vern Buchanan, have also rallied to Jordan's side. As of last night, eight rhinos, eight, are still holding out and refusing to support Chairman Jordan. Representatives Don Bacon, Nebraska, Mario Diaz-Ballart, Ballart, Florida, Carlos Jimenez, Florida, Frank Lucas, Oklahoma, John Rutherford from Florida, Mike Simpson from Idaho, Steve Womack, Arkansas, Ken Buck, Colorado. Now, why on earth would eight uniparty rhino Republicans not be treated with the same discouraged with disdain and and venom as Matt Gates and the seven others who voted to kick out Kevin McCarthy? Isn't it so very interesting? Because even within the quote-unquote Republican Party, the factions, the true conservatives, the extremists, the MAGA Republicans, of which I'm pretty sure you and I are all part of this. Those people are treated very differently than those reasonable Republicans who are willing to make, make deals with Democrats. 
Apparently, a lobbying firm with ties to Rhino Mitch McConnell organized a phone call Monday night at 8 p.m. with Don Bacon, one of the eight Rhino holdouts, refusing to vote in favor of Jim Jordan for House Speaker. Bacon remained defiant Monday night, lashed out at the Republican lawmakers who ousted McCarthy. This is what he sent out via Twitter. The folks yelling, we need to put out the House fire, started the fire. This started when 4% of Republicans voted to remove Speaker McCarthy. Then we had another group refuse to support Scalise after he won by our rules. We can't have a process when a few break the rules. What are you doing now, dude? Because 96% of your caucus wants Jim Jordan. And so now in a rhino Swamp creature, tit for tat, crybaby, see, how do you like it? These grown-ups, again, who are elected to represent us, are putting themselves over what we, the people, want. Now, that's not the only story that's out there. How about this? Breitbart. Grassroots energized for GOP unity behind Jim Jordan's speakership bid. Grassroots conservatives nationwide rallying behind Jim Jordan as he seeks to lock down the speakership in a Tuesday afternoon floor vote with activists, quote, and this is called activists, right? Do you guys think that you're an activist or are you a fired up and tired taxpayer? Because what we have, ladies and gentlemen, is we have taxation without the representation. They want your money. They take your money. They vote to steal your money. But when it comes to it and you voice your opinion and you say, no, 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 I don't want that. They go against your wishes and they don't represent you. How about y'all who do that in Congress? Pack your bags and get out because we're done. And that is why these phone lines are going bananas. Now, of course, this grassroots energy, this is no surprise. We know this. Jim Jordan has been a leader. He has worked with both sides. And anybody who tries to tell you that he's extreme, we're about to play an audio soundbite from a gentleman who says that very thing. You need to scratch your head and wonder why. Among the holdouts, Republican Congressman John Rutherford, who, by the way, has a liberty score of a 53% F as a Republican. Dude's not a Republican. Had this to say on C-SPAN when asked if he was going to support Jim Jordan. Yo. Okay, where I'm at right now is I'm, uh, um, since the folks that, want to follow the majority, which is the rule. We should follow the majority. Kevin McCarthy had 96%. Uh, 4% took him out, joining with the Democrats. Now we're in conference where the Democrats don't get the vote. And I'm back with Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Since he, out of all of the folks that have thrown their hat in the ring, he is head and shoulders above the rest in, in the majority that he's able to put together. It was 96%. And you're a no on Jordan on the floor right now. I, I'm a no on allowing Matt Gates in the, in the other seven to win by putting their individual in as speaker. 
Ladies and gentlemen, my son and his varsity soccer team at the age of 17 can work more cohesively as a team than hacks like that. So what Representative Rutherford just told you was he's for adding $2 trillion onto our already bloated $33 trillion debt. He's for the endless funding of Ukraine. He's for forever funding whatever's going to go bad in the Middle East. He's for all of it. He's not a conservative. And it's time, congressmen, respectfully, for you to get the hell out. You're listening to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. More right after this. All right, so one of these hacks who's dragging his feet, Carlos Jimenez of Florida. Carlos, what's going on with you, my man? Because I'm not really I'm not really feeling the vibe of your conservatism. And I'm feeling like at a very at the very least, right? You're a fraud. At the worst, you're a plant. You're the ultimate upside down candidate. You say you're gonna do one thing. The people in your conservative community hire you, vote you in to do something, and then you get butt hurt because common sense. Republicans who care about fiscal responsibility, about safe borders, about eliminating the nonsense in our classrooms, who believe in the American family, who believe in exceptionalism, who believe in common sense, voted you to do a job. And you're not doing it. This is one of the holdouts. I want you to hear what this cat had to say. He's on with Meet the Press, and in a very smug fashion, he's going to say, you know what? Jim Jordan isn't our only option. Really? Who you got, Carlos? Who do you think? Because there's some names being floated around right now. Uniparty, Swamp, GOP names. which will have you howling. I want you to hear this as then we dig into this gentleman's Liberty score and see how fantastic he is. Go. The framing of one of the other holdouts who flipped their vote, Ann Wagner, who had told us on Friday she was a hell no on Jim Jordan, put out a statement today in which she says there's too much at stake to hand over control of the House to radical liberal Democrats, which is why we must elect a conservative as the next speaker. I mean, do you agree with that framing that essentially at this point it's Jim Jordan or handing the reins over to Democrats? Last I heard, there's about 220 conservative Republicans here on, in the House. It's not, Jim Jordan doesn't have a stranglehold uh, on, that, uh, on that title. I'm a conservative Republican. I'm not asking for the post. I'm one. And, uh, and I know many, many others are, are conservative Republicans. So it's not Jim Jordan or bust. There's still a heck of a lot of good people here on this side that we have to take a look at. And I think we need to come to a consensus candidate. Uh, now, it could be that uh, Jim Jordan becomes the Speaker of the House. I'll congratulate him and I'll, you know, I'll go on my way uh, and then let's see what happens. But uh, at this point, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think so. I think that we can uh, find somebody else inside the conference, our conference, mm-hmm. not a Democrat, uh, that is a, has true conservative principles that will guide the entire conference and not one wing or another wing but the entire somebody who can unify us all and that's what i'm looking for 
You know what, sir? I will tell you this. Your use of the word conservative, I don't think it means what you think it means. Because if you think conservative is you, your 54% Liberty score F at libertyscore.conservativereview.com, which looks at your last six years of House votes, sir, would describe to us a very different kind of man. You're far more liberal than you are conservative. Stop wrapping yourself in that flag because you do not deserve it. Conservatives are consistent. We do not waffle. There's not a lot of negotiating with our core principles. Let's just check out some of Carlos Jimenez's most recent votes, shall we? In March, end federal control of local schools. Sounds like a reasonable idea for me. How about you guys? As a parent, I'm all for school choice. Nope. Nope, not this conservative. Not Carlos Jimenez. How about this? Forcing states to redefine marriage. So it's anybody. You can marry a goat if you want. Threaten religious liberty. We would vote no on that as conservatives. Not Carlos Jimenez. How about this? Codify same-sex marriage and ban states from supporting traditional marriage. Are you out of your mind? That was actually voted on in July of last year. He voted yes. Conservative. He's screaming it, isn't he? How about this? Same month, July of of last year. Extend chain migration to adult dependents of employment visa holders. Do you guys know that there are probably more people who have who have outlived and outstayed their visa here in the United States, who are here illegally than there are migrants who've poured across our border since Joe Biden took office. And this particular bill extended the chain migration to include the adult dependents of people who've been here on visas, right? Absolutely. Conservative Carlos Jimenez voted yes. What about the $817 billion defense spending bill that did not defund military vaccine mandates? Well, he decided to say yes to that. What? What? How is that conservative? He voted to fund the war in Ukraine through the end of Joe Biden's first term with a $40 billion aid package. Oh, yeah, that says conservative. So does his vote? Yes. Approving that one and a half trillion dollar omnibus funding Joe Biden's vaccine mandates, you know, which didn't at all contribute to inflation. Your boy in Florida. Hope you're listening to me. Carlos Jimenez is one hell of a liberal conservative Republican. Do you know what we call that, my friends? We call that cat a Republican in name only. That's what it means. A wolf in sheep's clothing. It's exactly who these people are. Pay attention to their vote. Pay attention to their voices. Pay attention to their tweets. Because these people in the Beltway... They feel as though they are rock stars. How dare you question my vote? We are, sir. And we're going to kick you the heck out. Do not go anywhere. I'm just getting fired up, right? A little started here. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Uniparty defined here. There's a guy in California, representative, named Brad Sherman. Wait until you hear how he, like, who he wants to see as speaker. <laughs> oh boy, at least you can laugh. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.